Hello everyone, this is Marilyn Raffi and you just joined the Emotional Eating Podcast. A podcast where you will learn how to recognize your emotional hunger, your physical hunger and your emotions in general. And the aim is that at one point you will finally be able to say I am an ex-emotional eater. Hello everyone. So today what I'm thinking of doing is kind of going back to the basics of what is emotional eating. I know this podcast has been going for some time now. We have more than 20 episodes and I discussed a lot of deep and complex uh, subject around emotional eating and, you know, the reasons why we do emotional eating. But I thought, you know what, today let's go back to the basics, remind what we're trying to achieve, what we're trying to do, what is emotional eating and kind of like explaining to a friend, uh, you know, that just started or just discovered the concept of emotional eating. Why I think it's important because I feel sometimes we get too into so many deep and complex topics and like very niche areas of why we do emotional eating that we forget the big picture. So that's going to be the, you know, the gist of today's episode. So what is emotional eating? Emotional eating is a kind of disordered eating. I discuss it actually in an episode with a nutritionist, Nadine Zene. She's a professor uh, at the Lebanese American University. And basically, it's a type of unhealthy relationship with food, if you want. And it's when you eat because you uh, have emotions, you have something that you want to numb, that you don't want to feel. So the food will uh, help you, you know, get rid of this feeling. And for me, it's very linked to another type of disordered eating, which is called restrained eating, also discussing in uh, Nadine's episode, where restrained, restrained eating is when you eat a low number of calories, so you restrain your uh, input in order to lose weight or not to gain weight or for some so many reasons. And for me, they are linked because many of us have been on diets all our life. Uh, and then what, whether it's actually, whether it's called diet or whether it's not called diet and it's called like I'm paying attention to what I'm eating, there is a conscious and rational decision of not eating. What happens is that you kind of blunt your hunger cues, you kind of disconnect with your hunger. And then, which means is that the body and the mind become obsessed with food. So whenever there is an intense, so that's one part. Then in your day-to-day life, you're going to have intense days, days that are harder, etc., which is normal part of living. Um, Then what happens is that you will... Uh, be so obsessed with food that you will binge on the food to numb that problem, to forget about that problem. And what I feel is the cause, of course, uh, this is what a lot of therapists say, but you know, I, I don't think there is any study that has been proven because it's really hard to, to do some studies on you know, lifelong uh, journeys of people. But basically, is the cause, I think, is that how society, how our parents... Um, created our relationship with food. So, for example, personally, I think um, there was a big presence of food in uh, my culture, the Middle Eastern culture, where food is present to celebrate, to when you're sad, for for, for everything. 
But at the same time, there is a really big importance and a really big focus on women's and men's, of course, uh, appearances, mostly women, I, I have to, to admit, in the Middle East. So you need to be thin to be beautiful. You need to be thin to be loved. You need to be thin to have success in your life or increase the chances of, I don't know, marriage, etc. So, and this is all unconscious, of course, no, no one tells it, but you, you kind of know deep down that that's the reason. So those two things, it's kind of recipe for disaster. When you're obsessed with food because you cannot eat it, and do you uh, you don't know how to to manage your emotions? Because um, I feel parents, rightly so, they uh, it's very hard for them to accept negative emotions of their kids. So if you have a, a child doing a tantrum or being really sad, coming back from school, uh, I don't know if they were. Uh, bullied or someone was mean to them at school parents cannot it's it can be sometimes too much for parents and what they would like to do what they do is kind of give food to to their kids to forget about it and it starts with very early infancy when uh, you know the newborn cries we we give them milk sometimes it's not hunger but you know being a mom twice i know that sometimes you don't really know what what your child wants and you end up giving food so all of this makes it that there is an intrinsic issue with our relationship with food that we can of course solve it just start being by by starting being aware we will solve it so i'm going to go back to how to recognize if you're an emotional eater and also remove the taboo it's we are all emotional eaters I've noticed that since I launched my podcast, I think more than 80% of people are emotional eaters in some shape or form. It doesn't mean that everyone is an intense binge uh, emotional eater, but everyone at some point in their life will eat. It's not hunger and it's an emotion. Let's go into details about that. Yes, I was saying that if you eat uh, because it's not physiological hunger, it's not your body that needs the food, then uh, you're probably going to eat because it's an emotion, emotional hunger. So first step for that and the crucial step is to reconnect with your body. I feel in our Western society, uh, there is a big disconnect with our body. Our body is kind of um, not respected the way it should be respected. So we kind of forget about it and we kind of treat it as, yeah, you should be there, you should take care of me and uh, I'm not going to take care of you in return. But basically, I think the first step is really, really reckon you need to know what hunger feels and where does it feel in the body. It's usually for 90% of uh, or a big proportion of people, it's in the stomach, it's in the gut area. So you see when your stomach grumbles, it's there. It's not sometimes anxiety and other like um, emotions that are similar to anxiety can feel like a knot in the stomach. So very close area to where hunger feels, but it's not hunger. So you really need to recognize in your body what hunger, physiological hunger is and really differentiate with emotions in the body that like, for example, tightness in the chest um, and 
I don't know, in your mouth, sometimes you feel like you're, you really feel like you want to eat from your mouth and all those things. If it's not in the stomach, it's not hunger. And check for yourself. You will kind of, the more you explore what hunger feels in your body, the more you will be, uh, it will be easy to identify it. So step one, know what physiological hunger is. And then the second thing, which is really important, once you know that it's not, you want to eat, but it's not physiological hunger, then you know that it's an emotion. And here the whole journey starts. And I have to admit, it's a very long journey, but it's a beautiful journey. Because what happens is that every time you're going to go to food without being hungry, physiologically hungry, you're going to know that something's wrong with you, with your emotions, etc., that you're trying to numb. And then you're going to have, um, you know, so many, it's a very big tool, actually, to know and understand yourself and heal yourself from so many things. So for me, emotional hunger is uh, a blessing in disguise, because it's it's the road to to getting to your deeper, you know, fears, your deeper, your deeper self and healing yourself and knowing yourself. And this is what the whole podcast is about. It's about, you know, when you know you're emotionally hungry and the whole thing, the whole, if you want the, you know, when in the Narnia books and movies, when they open the door, there's a whole world outside. And this is what I guess the emotional eating journey is. You open the, you know, okay, I'm not uh, physiologically hungry. I'm emotionally hungry. Let me open the door and understand what happened. Was I stressed because of work? You know what? There are different kind of layers of stress. There's the more superficial layers, which is like being stressed because of work, because someone said something bad to you, because you have to do a presentation, whatever, family, etc. And then there are deeper layers of, you know, my childhood. This reminds me of my childhood. This reminds me of, I don't know, my father that was... Uh, violent or I don't know so many things and then even deeper and deeper is the unconscious brain that um, sometimes is afraid of death is afraid of life is afraid of things but I guess I'm not going to go into details but I just wanted to let you know that start with the most superficial one understand you know what now I'm hungry why is it what happened and question yourself and be curious and I really want to focus on the fact that some people think that it's a, they don't want to admit that they are emotional eaters. And you know what? It's fine. It's uh, it's there's nothing to be ashamed. It's not a taboo thing. We all do it. It's a defense mechanism. Our brain wants to protect us. So if you feel that you know it's uncomfortable to admit this um, this thing that you do that you go and you eat to, to cover an emotion. Um, you know, there's no need. Of course, stay stay with that uncomfortable, uncomfortable emotion and ask yourself, why am I so uncomfortable? And, you know, this by itself will let you understand yourself. And actually, if you're still questioning on whether you're an emotional eater or not, or you're kind of resisting this idea, just think of yourself in hard times versus easy times, times where you're happy versus times where you're upset when things get rough do you feel you get you gain a bit of weight uh, and you kind of lose control and discipline if so then you are an emotional eater because actually the concept is the following 
and I've mentioned it in previous episodes. So you, for those that follow me on a regular basis, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but um, the brain, what the brain wants to do is to protect yourself uh, and um, kind of keep your keep your levels of happiness to a high level so that you don't. Uh, go into depression, suicidal ideations, and things like that. So it will, ever it will do everything in order to keep you happy. Uh, so now let's th- think of your level of happiness right now. For me, it would be around seven to eight. And then what it says is that the concept mentions is that if your level of happiness drops around four then you your brain will really try to do something to make you happy if you're and if you eat or if you're an emotional eater you will do this with uh, with food to numb or to raise the level of happiness people do it with different ways so it it's not just food it's emotional uh, you know emotional eating social media consumption alcoholism uh, work uh um, extreme exercise so everyone tries to do it their own way to protect themselves so this is the whole idea so that's it for today in conclusion emotional eating is basically you know covering our emotions number numbing our emotions with food in order to feel better and I know in in many episodes we talk about everything apart from food because for me I feel the problem is not food the problem is um, is how to deal is to find tools to deal with day to day stresses life trauma childhood trauma all of this uh, in a better way in a healthier way so that we don't um, you know throw ourselves on food uh, because we don't know how to feel better other than food. <music>